Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Baker Mayfield saga is over, at least for now. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on ESPN Plus. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells, we are taking you into our fourth hour. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports, at Mike Wells NFL. You can also join the conversation on the CC call-in line at one triple eight say espn 888-729-3776. So Baker Mayfield is no longer a Cleveland Brown. He is now a Carolina Panther. So let's get the Panthers' perspective on it. Darren Gant, Panthers.com reporter joining us and Darren this is a move that we've been hearing about for months and months might potentially be had but it took until now it seems like the Panthers patience though really paid off here to the tune of the Browns picking up 10 and a half million of Baker's salary yeah and I think when you get in a situation where you're negotiating with someone else it, it would always help that other uh, team, if somebody else was really clamoring to do this deal, and I don't think the Browns really found that market. So they, it was just a matter of time. And, and I will say that Scott Fitter, the GM here in Charlotte, uh, it's a little reminiscent of what he did on draft night when they were looking for a long term quarterback. There was some talk about moving up, you know, trading a future two or something to make the move for Matt Corral. And he just kind of sat and waited and waited and waited that thing out and eventually get him late in the third uh, in a trade for next year's third round pick. So Scott has shown a willingness to kind of uh, play a little poker and, and the. You know, we'll see how it works out, but at least this time he didn't have to pay uh, terribly much to get a guy who potentially still has a good bit of upside. Hey, Darren, from the Panthers' perspective, did they bring in Baker Mayfield to be the week one starter, or is this coming, or is he coming in to, you know, have a full training camp of competition between he and Sam Darnold to be the starter? Yeah, I, I think it'll it'll be billed as a competition. I think everybody's going to want to uh, assume that Baker's coming in here to be the guy. But the one thing that I think you can't uh, probably discount is the fact that, oh, by the way, it's July 6th, and he hasn't walked in the door yet. So Sam has had the benefit of spending – uh, March, April, May, June, out on the field with Ben McAdoo, learning the system. You know, he'll probably uh, – there's always a little bit of an incumbent advantage in situations like this. But, you know, I, I think realistically when you look at the resumes and, and look at the back of the football card for these two guys, Baker's going to have to come in here and win it uh, to get this job. But I think if he goes back to play in the way he did in 2020, that's possible, sure. Darren Gant, Panthers.com reporter. Uh, You mentioned Darren, Matt Corral. I mean, I understand that they didn't spend a first-round pick on him, but they did draft him in this past draft. What does this mean for Matt Corral that now they decided to bring in another guy uh, for immediate competition? Well, I think the good news probably for Matt, other than, you know, I I think personal pride is always a factor here, but for the good of Matt Corral's 
NFL career, I think most quarterbacks tend to benefit if they don't have to play right off the bat. And, and I think even even before this move, they had said if you go into the season now, Sam would have been the starter. So the the plan all along was to try to ease Matt Corral into this thing. I, I think he's got a lot of promise, and I think there's a chance Matt Corral could be good at this, uh, but he's never been under center. So all the reps he was taking at OTAs were basically brand-new stuff for him, learning a new offense. And, and the other thing I think everybody's got to keep in mind on this one, too, is – both Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield are entering the final years of contracts. So Matt Corral is the only guy on the depth chart right now with a contract beyond the 22 season. So, so I think he's still part of the future plans, but this was, this was more of a reflection of where they were right now. I mean, they went out, I, I don't know, it, it would be unfair and wrong to say this makes them a playoff contender necessarily, but they are absolutely better across the board. They spent a good bit of money and their first-round draft pick on offensive linemen. Uh, they went out and extended D.J. Moore, did a lot of other good work this offseason to kind of stabilize everything around the quarterback. And now you bring in a Baker Mayfield, and, you know, if he ends up winning this job sooner rather than later, uh, we'll see what happens. But there's certainly uh, a lot more stable situation now than they were at the quarterback position this morning. Hey, Darren, how, how hot is head coach Matt Rule's seat? Two seasons in, 10 and 23 as head coach. Is this kind of uh, – what, what do the Panthers have to see out of Matt Rule and, the Pan- and, and that team as far as wins go to say, okay, maybe, you know, Matt Rule is the guy and they don't need to make a head coaching change? Yeah, I think a lot of that's going to be determined this season. I mean, obviously, you you mentioned the record and what Bill Parcells say you are, what your record says you are. It's been tough, Uh, and they haven't had, because of that lack of stability at quarterback, they hadn't had the opportunity uh, to to do the things they probably thought they were going to do going into year three. But, you know, I I will say to Matt Rule's credit, Matt understood – uh, that some things need to change around here, and things changed. I mean, he brought in a lot of experience to a coaching staff this offseason, not just Ben McAdoo, but bringing in guys like James Camp and to coach the O-line, uh, bringing in Chris Tabor to coach special teams. Uh, a lot of veteran guys, Steve Wilkes comes in, a former head coach, is now a position coach back here in Charlotte again. So uh, Matt really upgraded that coaching staff around him this year, and I think it was a recognition of the situation, too. I mean, things weren't ideal the last couple uh, years here. This just in. So some things needed to change, and they made some pretty tangible changes to that staff and the roster. Darren Gant, Panthers.com reporter, joining us here on Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Mike Wells filling in for the guys. Uh, So, Darren, when it comes to this quarterback competition, so to speak, uh, between Sam and Baker, I mean, Sam Donald's making about 18 or about 19 million, actually, this upcoming season, whereas now the Panthers are only paying Baker roughly five. Is that going to factor into who ends up being the starter? Do you think following the money matters here or is it going to be just whoever makes them better? No, I don't think so in terms of the money. I mean, they're on the hook for Sam's money regardless. Baker comes in making uh, a little bit less than five, I think, this year. And, and with what they've got invested in Matt Corral, you know, they've basically got $25 million and change invested in the quarterback position as a whole. If you can get decent play, if you can get average quarterback play for $25 million at the position, that's pretty good. Now, 
is it divided up the way everybody would prefer and the way that is normal? No, not necessarily. But they were on the hook for Sam's money uh, either way. So it didn't. I don't think that part of it even matters anymore. These are two guys on one-year contracts. They're going to compete in training camp, and we'll see who's better. We will find out who is better. Darren Gant, Panthers.com reporter. Darren, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Coming up next, how does the NFL look if Deshaun Watson isn't suspended for the entire 2022 season? There is no Baker Mayfield in Cleveland anymore. Will there be a Deshaun Watson this season in Cleveland? That's next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The trade has happened. Baker Mayfield has been moved by the Cleveland Browns. The best thing for Baker Mayfield is to find a landing spot where he can go out there and showcase what he can do. He had us believing that Odell Beckham was barbecue chicken. This is nuts, but I'm going to say it anyway. He'll be in the mix for comeback player of the year. A long national nightmare is over in the NFL. We are almost a week removed from Deshaun Watson's disciplinary hearing. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So just about a week ago, they concluded that hearing in front of the independent arbitrator, Sue Robinson, where both the NFL, the NFLPA, and Deshaun Watson were all represented. Now the parties have, I think, five more days here uh, to submit post-hearing briefs to Sue Robinson. And then at some time after that, she's going to make a formal ruling. I know people expect her to do it before training camp. There's no actual real time set. And, of course, we have no precedent in terms of determining how Sue Robinson is going to kind of conduct this or manage this because this is the first time that we've seen her in this specific Position, But there are reports out there because there is this idea that the two sides could still work out some sort of settlement here, Mike, and they could if Deshaun Watson and his people in the NFLPA agree with the NFL on a suspension. However, we know the NFL wants at least minimum a year-long suspension, according to all of the reports, and it seems like maybe that's been the sticking point thus forward. So although the two sides could still settle at any point before Sue Robinson makes an official ruling they could settle, it still feels unlikely to me that that's going to happen. Yeah, it, it, it does feel like it's uh, unlikely going to happen. And I will, I will say this, if the NFL takes – the Deshaun Watson situation lightly, man, when I say lightly and do not suspend them for, and they do not suspend them for the entire season, there's going to be a gigantic uproar, Amber, not only from, you know, from casual football fans, 
but from females, it's going to be it's going to get ugly if the NFL doesn't come and put the hammer down on Deshaun Watson. I mean, we're it's, talking about a situation that's been, you know, allegations that have been going on for so long, and we've seen what what's come out of it, things getting settled and stuff. So clearly there were some, you know, things that had happened. So if the NFL doesn't come in and say, okay, if they give Deshaun Watson six, nine, 12, 15 games, it's going to be – an ugly situation, and it's not going to be a great look for the NFL, in my opinion. It's going to be, you know, a black mark on the NFL's part if they don't do and come down and do and go to more the extreme side of the punishment. Yeah, it's the optics of it. I think that's why you're not probably going to get a settlement here and why the two sides weren't able to settle thus far. I mean, settling is, is commonplace, even when it comes to these sorts of disciplinary hearings. But I think the problem is this. Deshaun Watson's people obviously – I'm sure, want something less than a year, whereas the NFL wants an indefinite suspension, but they're saying a year minimum. I think the NFL is concerned that if it settles with Watson for something less than a year, then it's the optics of it that look bad. Because like you said, the NFL doesn't want the image that they are taking this lightly. There are 25, 1.25 civil actions that were filed against Deshaun Watson. We know one of those was dropped. He settled 20 others. There's still four pending civil actions right now against Deshaun Watson. And there is even the potential out there for more allegations against Deshaun Watson in the future, which is reportedly why the NFL at one point was seeking an indefinite suspension. But what doesn't make the NFL look bad is the independent arbitrator aspect of this. So what they did was they agree, you know, under the CBA, the new CBA with the NFL and the NFLPA for these sorts of situations, will bring in an independent arbitrator. The downside of that for the NFL is they don't have as much power as they once did in these sorts of situations. The upside is that they have much better optics because now it's up to her. It's not us. So if she hands down six games, which I am one who thinks that it's going to be a very long suspension, but let's just say it was six games or something that we all consider to be maybe a lighter sentence than we thought it was going to be, so to speak, a lighter suspension than we thought it was going to be, the NFL can kind of throw its hands up and say, hey, we tried. Like, we tried to get a full year. We tried to have her drop the hammer on him, and and she didn't. That wasn't us. We, the NFL, tried not to take this lightly. And for that reason, I think that they're not going to be as willing to settle because that conversation is very different if they settle for six games than if Sue Robinson rules for six games because that it doesn't fall back on the NFL. No, and, and God, and so basically the NFL has kind of an out of it. Oh, yep, yep. You know what? It, it, it wasn't up to us. I think from a, from a football, pure football standpoint, the Cleveland Browns between the trade of, of um, Baker Mayfield today and then obviously you know the expected suspension of uh, Deshaun Watson, they are rolling. They are rolling the dice with Jacoby Brissett with a football team that has skill position players around there. But at some point, the quarterback has to be able to step up and make plays. I've watched Jacoby Brissett a number of years, and Jacoby Brissett is a short-term answer to quarterback. And I don't mean short-term for a full season, and then Deshaun Watson gets the starting job back. When I say short-term, you're talking two, three, four games max, and then you got to get your starting quarterback out there. So it'll be interesting how – the Browns handle the quarterback spot because if they're banking on Jacoby Brissett to lead them to the playoffs, they're going to be in for a rude awakening. And I'm saying that for a guy who who covered Jacoby Brissett during the 2017, 18, 19, and 20 seasons, and I saw what type of quarterback that he is, and he's not going to win you very many football games.
Yeah, you and I are both familiar with his work, and I watched him in Miami last season. And Jacoby Brissett's not the guy who you want starting under center for you for an entire season if you can help it. I do wonder if the Browns thought that this was going to happen when they traded for Deshaun Watson, that maybe it would be a full season. I'm one who thinks that they actually did consider that possibility because of the way that they structured Deshaun Watson's contract. I just don't know who they would have brought in, frankly, that would have been more reliable than even Jacoby Brissett for an entire season. I mean, the truth is, if your starter or the quarterback who you intend to make your starter and Deshaun Watson is out for an entire season. It doesn't matter what team we're talking about. I mean, it's not going to be a good or easy situation for the team in terms of a winning perspective. The problem for the Browns, Mike, is that is a very talented team and you don't want to waste time because of the talent on that roster. I mean, you can waste time in terms of Deshaun Watson. He's a young quarterback. You've got him locked in. You gave him 230 million guaranteed. If he's out for the season, uh, you know, maybe perhaps unfortunately, because of all the allegations against Deshaun Watson, but we'll see him the following season and we'll see him for seasons after that, most likely. When it comes to the Browns, though, you don't want to lose the season with the talent on that roster. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's what that's what they're going they're going to do that. They're going to lose uh, with, with that talent. And it's us when you have Miles Garrett on one side and you have Clowney on the other side and you have – um, the, the 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 players on offense, it's going to put Cleveland in a tough position, especially it was just two years ago. They go 11-5 and make the playoffs, and then last mm-hmm. year they're dealing with the drama, and you're thinking, okay, well, actually, you know, I don't even want to think and say, okay, you're getting Deshaun Watson, everything's going to be good, because unless the Cleveland Browns are completely blind, they had to know there was going to be some type of um, – you know, suspension going to be handed down to Watson when they acquired him and gave him that two hundred plus million dollar contract. So unless the, the Browns are just completely oblivious to what's mattering, they should have prepared more properly and they should have got a better backup quarterback. I don't have a list in front of me, but there had to be a better backup quarterback that you could step in to potentially know. be a starter. For I a while. don't know. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is still out there, right? Carlin mentioned that. When he was on the show with us earlier, maybe they could make a move like that. It's hard to imagine that they're going to bother. I think they're going to ride with Jacoby Brissett, and I don't know how good it's going to look, especially if it's Jacoby for the entire season. But I don't feel bad at all for the Cleveland Browns because this is their bed. And they've got a line because they knew every single allegation against Deshaun Watson when they decided to make that man the highest paid player in NFL history. Coming up next, we transition to the NBA for a moment. Mike, we have spent this entire show. We have almost gone through four entire hours. We have done all NFL today. It has been wild after doing nothing but NBA offseason for so long. So let's hit it. Let's get in our quota of Kyrie KD talk. That's next. This is Canty and Carlin. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells with you on Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. A policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive. 
NFL.com. So the NFL has dominated our show today, but let's talk about the NBA. There are reports out there, Mike Wells, that there's one team that has an interest in Kyrie Irving. It's the same team that was being reported as maybe having an interest in Kyrie Irving before he even opted in. And that's the Los Angeles Lakers. However, now there's reports surfling, surfacing that the Lakers and Kyrie, there's no traction in terms of a potential trade and that those talks aren't really happening or certainly aren't advancing. What do you make of this situation with Kyrie? Because if the Lakers talks with the Nets aren't advancing for Kyrie, I don't know where Kyrie's going. Well, I, I think Kyrie goes to, to one of two plays. It goes to two options. The L.A. Lakers back to the Brooklyn Nets. You know, th- this is going to be a situation where if the Nets really are, are want to just be done with Kyrie, they say, okay, we'll go ahead and move on to Lakers. We'll get Russell Westbrook back here because something tells me the phone lines aren't blowing up for Kyrie Irving. And it's not because of his, it's not because teams believe his play is declining. It's not like they're questioning what he can do on the basketball court. Why some, while some teams are doing that about Russell Westbrook basketball wise, I would play with Kyrie Irving 365 days a year, 366 on leap year. And, but I'm just like, if I'm a front office executive, if I'm a general manager, how am I telling my owner, yes, let's get Kyrie Irving in, who has been, who has had a sideshow wherever he's been at. It's been about Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. That's going to be a hard sell. Teams have grown tired of what Kyrie does as far as impacting things off of the basketball court. That's why they're having a hard time. Um, That's why you're probably not hearing much about, about where Kyrie's going. If I'm Brooklyn, there's no guarantee that I want to move Brooklyn. There's no, if I'm Brooklyn, there's no guarantee that I'm saying, okay, Kyrie, we're going to trade you. This is not Kevin Durant, where Durant is, where like Durant went up to the front office and said, please trade me. You don't hear that about Kyrie Irving. So, I mean, there could be a chance he could be back with Brooklyn. There, there's a chance. It's just that there are the reports out there that Brooklyn is so done with Kyrie. I mean, it appears that they were so done with Kyrie, they weren't willing to extend him. That might have cost them Kevin Durant. That might be the whole reason. Some people think, because of the relationship and friendship between KD and Kyrie, some people believe that had they extended Kyrie and treated Kyrie differently, that KD wouldn't have wanted out from the Brooklyn Nets. Now, we don't know if that's true. For all we know, KD wants to get away from Kyrie. You know, it's hard to know what what is reality here, frankly, but when you're reading between the lines, it appears that the market for Kyrie ain't at all like the market for KD. And of course, Kyrie is not as good of a player as KD, but Kyrie is still an exceptionally good player in the NBA. Yes, he comes with a lot of drama. Yes, you don't know about the reliability factor or the availability factor with Kyrie, but it's remarkable when you consider the level of talent that so many teams are willing to sort of overlook right now a potential trade opportunity for a player of Kyrie's caliber. Now, before he opted in to the final year of his deal, there were reports circulating, Mike, that there were teams that were interested, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Heat, the 76ers, and the Mavericks. Now, in a post-KD wanting out world, there are reports out there that the 76ers and the Mavericks are not interested that the Lakers so far are not being aggressive in pursuing a trade. We haven't gotten much word on the other pieces of that puzzle, but certainly the Knicks situation has changed since then. It doesn't feel like 
there are many good fits for Kyrie. I still, though, because of his talent, have a really hard time believing that Kyrie won't end up somewhere. Let me ask you this. Maybe the Lakers right now are are playing coy, and maybe Brooklyn ends up wanting to move Kyrie so badly that they will take on Russell Westbrook if the Lakers were able to attach, you know, a 2027 or 2029 first rounder to that contract to get rid of it. It seems like something the Lakers should do in order to get Kyrie on paper. Kyrie, KD, LeBron on paper, that's a Lovely. championship caliber team, right? I don't know if it is in reality, but are they winning an NBA title? Hold on. KD, Kyrie, LeBron, and you said you had AD in there too? I'm Yeah, I'm, I meant, sorry, I just meant AD. Did I say KD? AD, KD, I've been talking way too much okay. Kevin Durant lately. <laughs> Anthony Davis and LeBron, the two guys who are already on the Los Angeles Lakers, yeah. they trade away Russ and a first rounder, they get Kyrie. So now you got Kyrie back teamed up with LeBron. I guess they smooth things over. And of course, you still have Anthony Davis on that roster. They are a title contending team. I'm not. I don't believe they're going to win it just because. Again, I'm that guy who's going to continue to knock Anthony Davis and his inability to stay healthy. But with if those three can stay healthy, they're in the mix. They're making. They're definitely making a run to represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals if those three guys can stay healthy. And we haven't even talked about their supporting cast could be relatively weak, but I believe those three players playing at the highest level, even with LeBron being turning 38 years old in December, they are capable of getting to the NBA Finals because those three, they all present a different challenge for every every team they faced on a nightly basis. Yeah, Kyrie would, would fit into that mix really well from a basketball perspective. The problem yes. is, of course, then you'd have – three guys with major availability question marks I mean your most available reliant guy would be what 38 years old uh in this season which of course would be LeBron James like he would be your most reliable guy uh, which is pretty remarkable and we know LeBron is just not from an injury perspective as reliable as he once was because of course you're talking about a player now in his late 30s Anthony Davis I mean forget about it we know he's never reliable from an injury perspective and then Kyrie and everything that comes with that I mean you can't count on him being reliable either on paper though if it all showed up that's best lovely. case scenario that i can come up with for the los angeles lakers if it all showed that up. would be that would be lovely a hey, hey, real quick before we go to break let me ask you a question you have followed the miami heat for years and years and years you know the miami heat culture could pat riley eric spolster jimmy butler get kyrie irving to change his ways and focus strictly on basketball just basketball so the Heat are one of those teams, and one of the reasons that they're one of those teams is because Kyrie would, would really fit on that team and, and could, from a basketball perspective, be the thing that gets them over the hump, right, from you know an Eastern Conference contender or somebody who was in the NBA Finals uh, just, to, just back in 2020 to actually winning you know, an NBA title. Kyrie fits from that perspective. The problem is the culture that you just mentioned. I mean, you're talking about one of the strictest teams in the NBA and like already people are out on Kyrie and now like the Miami Heat out of all places with all their culture and their strictness and show up and nobody's bigger than that franchise. LeBron wasn't bigger than that franchise. It's one of the reasons that he went back to Cleveland because they wouldn't hand him the keys to the castle and, and let him have the power in that franchise that he ended up having in Cleveland and that he has right now in Los Angeles. It's hard for me to believe also Mickey Arison 
did tweet out right before Kyrie opted back in. There was all those rumors circulating about teams maybe interested in him. Miami's on the list. And then Mickey Harrison, the owner of the Miami Heat, he tweeted out a whole thing about anti-vaxxers. It felt like an interestingly timed tweet, like in the subtweet <laughs> 2022 era. So I don't know if there was anything more to it, but it feels like Kyrie maybe wouldn't be super welcome on a Mickey Harrison owned team. So who knows? Uh, it's an interesting conversation, but uh Man, from a fan perspective, like Kyrie just comes with a lot. But also, he is a great player, so there's that. Coming up next, the Dodgers peanut-tossing vendor has been banned from pitching peanuts to fans. We are talking about a vendor who has been doing it for decades and decades and decades, I think 60 years. He's like the most famous vendor in all of sports. We will talk about this atrocity next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days. An in-depth preview of every team in the National Football League. Two teams every day as we storm towards training camp. Coming up tomorrow, the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's an atrocity, Mike Wells. I am very upset today because I have learned that Los Angeles Dodgers vendor Roger Owens, who's known for his talent of pitching peanuts at fans at games, what? he has been banned from doing so anymore at Dodgers Stadium. This is ridiculous because this man has been doing this for 60 years years mike wells he is the goat of peanut throwing he is the goat of stadium vendors there is nobody better than the peanut man at dodgers stadium i mean there are stories from dodgers fans of you know he threw me my first bag when i was three and then when i was 10 and when i was i mean these dodgers fans have literally grown up over decades of a lifetime with this man throwing him them peanuts and now he has to hand people peanuts because apparently his employer, Levy Restaurants, is saying it's a danger. And they want to erase the, da- the danger that's been happening, by the way, for 60 damn years. Like, this is the danger now. Now we can't throw bags of peanuts. This man's an expert. He's a, th- how, what, what is happening? I don't like this. He, I don't like he, this story. He, he's so much of a star that he was featured on Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Yes. That they, don't, they don't just take any Joe, Joe uh, Smo vendor and say, hey, let's go on the Tonight Show. They sit there, and that tells you how good he is. And one of my favorite things with my kids when they go to games with the NBA games is when, whether they're getting, you know, the bagged up um, cotton candy or some peanuts, having the guy toss it to them, and then they stand up and catch it. I mean, that right there, if he's been doing it for 60 years, clearly his accuracy is pretty darn good. He's not no bootleg major league pitcher right. trying to trying to live in his heyday. He's got good accuracy, and he probably put, puts on a show. When he does not has everybody in the area cheering and applauding. It's a shame that Levy, which I've spent a lot of money with food-wise, are going to sit there and take away that fun for that, for that man who probably is one of his highlights 
every day when he goes to Dodger Stadium. I mean, it's probably why he's been a vendor for 60 darn years, right? I mean, it's what he enjoys. He said he likes to seeing the accomplishment from people of catching the bags of peanuts. He said the art of peanut pitching started 60 years ago when a fan seated in a deep row asked for a bag. He went behind the back wrapped it around all of these people in the aisle, came right into his hands. Everyone started clapping. And then he realized that there was essentially a sport to be had. So he went home. He started practicing to an invisible man on the couch. He became an expert at his craft. He has been doing it for 60 years in Dodger Stadium. This man is peanut throwing in Dodger Stadium. This man is the goat of all vendors of all time. This is an atrocity. This is a national crisis. I, I will, you know what? I feel comfortable. Saying. This is a national crisis that this man is not being allowed to throw bags of peanuts anymore at Dodger Stadium. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are coming down the stretch here on Candy and Garland on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells, we have been hanging out with you for the last four hours. If you missed any of it, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. It has been mostly Baker Mayfield talk. He is now a Carolina Panther. The deal finally got done that we have been waiting for for months. He is no longer a Cleveland Brown. That was the breaking news earlier today. We have been unpacking that news all day long, and we've had a lot of help in doing it. Jerome Bettis, Pro Football Hall of Famer, he stopped by the show to talk all things Baker and NFL. Braden Gall stopped by as well, the owner of 440 Sports and ESPN radio host. He's one of our colleagues. He broke down college football and college sports for us. It is a changing landscape right now in the world of college sports. Reportedly, there might be some sort of loose agreement between the ACC and the Pac-12 that results in some championship game in Vegas. None of it, it seems like it is an actual done deal, but it seems inevitable that all of these conferences are changing right before our eyes. Jordan Renan, ESPN New York Giants reporter, stopped by to help us discuss the New York Giants. We are in the midst of ESPN Radio Two-A-Days right now, where we break down two teams every day for you as we head up to NFL training camp. Chris Carlin stopped by as well, host of this show. It was kind of him to stop by his own show, but you can check him out this week hosting Greeny from 10 a.m. to noon all week long. Rich Samini stopped by as well. He helped us break down the New York Jets. He, of course, covers the Jets for ESPN. And Darren Gant stopped by from the Panthers. He covers the Panthers for Panthers.com to help us unpack this Baker Mayfield trade. And now, Mike, I mean, that was a lot. <laughs> I need to we take a we had a jam-packed show today, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, again, if you missed it, check out the podcast. Uh, we have earned our money today. But now it is time, Mike Wells, to go three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. This is Three and Out, and Brett Favre may not be out of the spotlight. He says 
that it's a real possibility. This is him speaking to TMZ Sports that he might be open to the idea of entering the broadcasting booth. We know that, of course, a lot of these former quarterbacks, they end up in the booth. Uh, We've also learned that they can make uh, more money than they ever made in their careers uh, in that booth, Mike Wells. And maybe Brett Favre decided that it seems like it could be a pretty good gig for him to get on board that gravy train as well. What do you make of Brett Favre maybe wanting to join a booth somewhere? I would watch him weekly because Brett Favre has no filter. We like people who are going to be honest and blunt, even if they say some crazy-ass things on the air. Brett Favre would be must-see TV because you just never know where he's coming from. And I find too many analysts today, they like to protect their friends and not criticize. I think Brett Favre would be the opposite. So sign me up. I'll watch him every day, every week. You would watch him every week. I mean – it would be interesting television. Uh, I don't know. It, with these quarterbacks, I mean, even with, like, the, the monster deal with Tom Brady's, like, we don't actually know how good these guys are going to be in a booth. But I think Brett Brady's Favre be has been somebody who has been willing to say the things. And you got to be yes. willing to say the things, which not all NFL quarterbacks are. Grambling State University volleyball coach cut an entire team, revoked all their scholarships, and then she was fired. Uh, Chelsea Lucas. She was hired on February 14th, Mike Wells. She's been terminated after an internal investigation about the fact that she quite literally cut every Grambling State volleyball player and revoked the scholarships that were awarded to the scholarship players. What do you make of this story? Seems like you're asking uh, to get fired if you're doing that. Like that is that is wanting some serious control. Uh, It backfired. Well, that's that's the athletic department's fault that they let her come in and completely clean house and get rid of everybody. I know she she got some of her former players from the University of Arkansas, Pine Pine Bluff, where that volleyball team they had a decent record, eighteen and fifteen overall last season. But why would an athletic department let a coach come in and say we're going to get rid of everybody? You're everybody. taking away the student part of the athletes. Yeah, twelve it's, returning scholarship members. Yes. Twelve. You're gonna take you're gonna take the scholarship away from everybody. Why? And some of these student athletes, maybe they may not have had enough had an opportunity to go to college, it, had they not got the scholarship. So she deserved to get fired. No sympathy coming for me. And bl- and shame on the Grambling Athletic Department for letting her take away those scholarships when she got hired. That is were, all on them. It's all their fault. The Grambling's women's volleyball team was 11 and 17 overall. Last season, 500 in their conference. Uh, nonetheless, though, I mean, tw- all every player? I mean, it, it's, it's absurd. Uh, finally here, quickly, Mike Wells. James Harden still doesn't have a deal. He opted out. He gave the Sixers more flexibility, presumably, uh, but they haven't actually reached an agreement. You see any red flags there? Uh, no, not yet. I think James Harden is trying to do the right thing and and try to help so they can get more pieces around so he and Joel Embiid can have an opportunity to try to get to the NBA Finals. I don't see any. Now, check with me next week, Amber. If nothing's done, then I'll see some red flags. Uh, I'm not worried about this uh, from the Harden perspective right now because I don't think that he opts out of that final year of his deal unless he's pretty darn sure that the 76ers are going to go ahead and step up and get a deal done for him that will keep him in Philadelphia for quite some time. So, I don't think it's a concern that James Harden and the Sixers haven't figured something else out uh, because if they hadn't figured something out, if something wasn't coming down the pipe, he would have just opted in 
to that player option and he would have taken that money and that security. I don't know how long the Sixers are going to tie themselves to Harden. I think it's going to look something more like a three-year deal back. Yeah, shorter's better, uh, probably like a three-year deal. And I think it might end up being front-loaded because I think under their cap, that's the better way to handle things. But it does feel like that James Harden will end up playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. We know him and his relationship there with Maury. I think that they'll probably be just fine. This was probably already in the works, but they want some flexibility as they work their way through the offseason. We thank you for joining us on what has been a breaking news Wednesday here on Candy and Carlin. Coming up next, Spain and Fitz will continue to unpack the Baker Mayfield breaking news.